The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. have done, oh God. I see the works of your hands, oh God. Ah, almighty God, who can but praise you, oh God. Of a truth, you are great. You are awesome. Words fail us, oh God, to tell of your greatness. We honor you this morning. The God that we worship, we adore you this morning. Father, we just pray that one more time, oh God, you will reveal yourself in the lives that are here, oh God. It's our deep desire to know you, oh God. We've come to fellowship with one another and with you. Father, please grant our heart's desire this morning. Let your name be glorified, oh God. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise the name of the Lord. It's only the choir ahead because some people were trying to sit down. They couldn't sit and talk at the same time. 
So if you are here and you have thought about the works of his hands, don't let choir do it for you. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Yes, 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 yes. Let me see the choir. You are so awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. You know, there's this beautiful song, choir. They've done it every time I've been here. The first time I heard that song, I thought it was just prophetic for the hour. And then I said, you know, you're, you know, God is just, this is just a beginning. But they sang it again at the last God will do it again. I thought, oh, when they started, I said, okay, it will just be like another song this time. But the Holy Spirit spoke up inside me again and said, no, it's not just a song. This is truly another beginning. So I celebrate with you, God's favorite house. Uh, uh, why are you clapping as if you are not sure you want to clap? Hey, it's for Jesus. It's for Jesus. It's for Jesus. It's for Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. Praise the name of the Lord. Please let me crave your indulgence by asking you to rise, please. As we turn in our Bibles to the Gospel of Jude, we'll read from verse 1 to 4, the book of Jude, please. This time, we want to read from the New Living Translation. You know, it's good to declare the Word of God. The Bible says everything God made, He made by His Word. So when you're reading the Word of God as it were, you know, take advantage of everything. So don't just read it, proclaim, make a declaration of the word, you know. So let's do it with all seriousness and we'll do it together. We're all reading the same version. Let's do it together. I say this. No, 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 no. One to four. One to four. Jude, yes. Let's read together. This letter is from Jude a slave of Jesus Christ and the brother of James. I'm writing to all who have been called by God the Father, who loves you and keeps you safe in the care of Jesus Christ too. May God give you more and more mercy, peace and love. Yes. Dear friends, I had been eagerly planning to write you about the salvation we all share. But now I find that I must write about something else, urging you to defend the faith that God has entrusted once for all time to his holy people. For I say this because some ungodly people have warmed their way into your churches, saying that God's marvelous grace allows us to live immoral lives. The condemnation of such people was recorded long ago, for they have denied our only Master and Lord Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's be seated, please. I hear that the air conditioner is just so nice, it makes you want to sleep. Should we turn it off? Uh. <laughs> no and yes. Some say no, some say yes. So let's leave it on. Those that are saying no, just prefer the other people in love. 
That's one of the things we do as believers. Praise the name of the Lord. This morning, I want to sound a warning to everyone, believer or not. If you're not yet a believer, you're going to become one in the name of Jesus because that's the best life. There's no other meaningful life, and that's the reality. So I want to sound a note of warning because there's a lot happening everywhere now. There's a lot going on. Everyone seems so desperate. And again, especially because of the um, way the economy is going. It's not just in Nigeria, all over the world. But more particularly, where we live in Nigeria, people are desperate. And the world is such that everybody wants everything and they want it now. So people are even more desperate than ever before to get what they want. So we just willingly fall pray. The Bible tells us that Jude was writing, and when Jude was writing this letter, not to unbelievers, but to believers. Jude was writing to people that, you know, if you like, are ministers, people that know the gospel, people that, you know, have been coming to church. And he said to them, I needed to, I was eager to write to you and to warn you seriously. He said, what? That False brethren have come into the church. Jude said, there are people in your midst that look like brethren. They talk the talk. They must know the scripture because we call them brethren. He says, but they are not. He said, I'm writing to warn you. Jude was writing to people that have preserved, sanctified. That means very serious people. So it means anybody can fall prey. Anybody. If he was writing to serious people, you can imagine the unserious people. The state of the unserious people and their vulnerability to becoming, you know, to being um, affected or impacted by false brethren. These people, the Bible tells us that they are leading people astray. They come into the church, and because we don't know the word of God, some of us, we come into church, not everybody that comes to church is yet a believer. Some will believe eventually, but church is, has everybody. Some have come with a good desire to know God. And then, unfortunately, some may fall prey to these people. They look like they're walking the walk. They talk the talk. But they just, you know, they walk very craftily and cunningly to lure away people that you know, allow themselves knowingly or knowingly to be lured. These are the people that come to church and before the word of God is even preached to the end, they say, oh, this pastor was being judgmental. The Bible does not encourage us to be judgmental, please. However, these people, anytime you say that you, the word of God says to them that this thing it's not right. They will say you are judgmental. That's the word they use to gag 
you know, people and prevent them from telling the truth. You know, when, once they say you are judgmental, you won't want to talk again. You just keep quiet. <laughs> so they know. They just say, this isn't this being judgmental? And then you too, you don't want to be called judgmental. You say, well, what I was trying to say is, these are the people that tell you that you are too spiritual. I don't, I'm not suggesting that you should be spooky. There's a difference. But you have to be spiritual. That's what you are. That's what you are. You are spir a spiritual man is one that is led by the Spirit of God. Your desire is to be like God. Your desire is to know his word and do his word. And if that is your desire, you are spiritual. And you are doing it, not just a desire, you are doing the wrong thing. You are spiritual. I tell people there's nothing to be ashamed about. When people, call, when people say you are spiritual, I say, no, me, I'm not spiritual. No. Why? Why are you ashamed of what you are? Because they've made it look ugly to you. There's a difference between being spiritual and spooky. These are the people that whenever you say no, because they want to do whatever they want to do, they say you are not showing love. And you too, you want to show love, so you will just do it. The Bible says these people, they are not of us. It says that they have come to steal the liberty that we have in Christ. They have come to steal the liberty that we have in Christ. The first thing is this. Do you know about the liberty that you have in Christ? Do you know the life that you are entitled to in Christ? There are many believers, I ask them, why don't you read your Bible? Why are you a believer when you don't know what you believe? You just know that you are a believer. Why do, what do you even believe? Why do they, you cannot, if they tell you to speak for five minutes on what you believe, you get confused. You can't say, there's something wrong with you. It doesn't even make sense to the average man. So, it, it, it's wise. It's the smart thing to do, if you like, to try and know what you believe. The Bible says these people, they have come in into our midst. They want to touch our emotions and control us using our emotions. Meanwhile, the Bible says we should be controlled by the word of God. We should be controlled by the word of God. Please, any scripture I read, I'd like you to put the New Living Translation of it on the screen. This afternoon, I'll be using the New Living Translation, but I came with King James. I want us to turn in our Bibles to Galatians chapter 6. The Bible says from verse 6, it says, Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teaches in all good things. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. If you sow, if he, he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh 
Okay, do not be, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plan. Eight, those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. What kind of harvest do you want? God has laid it bare. There are some realities about life that you cannot change. If you want something, make a decision for yourself. What do I want? Why did I decide to follow Christ? Why? This morning we said, we asked ourselves, do we know him, Jesus, or do we know about him? To know about him is one thing, to know him is different. Now if you have had that encounter with him, that permits you to know him. And we said not everybody can know him. That's why if you are a believer, then you are blessed. And you should take it seriously. You should guard your salvation. Because it's not, Jesus is not just there for anybody. Now, if you have had that encounter that has changed you, and you are now a believer, the question, therefore, is, what do you now believe? Do you know what you believe? You set yourself apart to choose God, to choose Jesus. You know, like we said this morning, many people say, oh, you know, I believe in God. God is not a problem to many people. Some call, they call him different things. Some say, oh, he's a supreme, I believe in the supreme being. Some say he's the forces, or they say all sorts of things. The problem is always with Jesus. That's the rock of offense. That's where you have a problem. That's where you have a problem. But if you have accepted him into your life, it must be because you want something. You want to know him. That's why. So why would you desire to know him enough to commit to him and then live to satisfy yourself? The Bible is saying very clearly. I don't know whether I'm coming across clearly. The Bible is saying that whatever your goal is, is determined by the decisions you make today. It says whatever you invest in, if you invest in your flesh, you will reap flesh. If you invest in your spirit, you will reap spirit. When... I, I choose to use those words, but in essence, what the Bible is saying is, if you allow that encounter with Christ, you started there because you wanted to know him more, then invest in knowing him. Invest in knowing him. How do you then know him? You study his word and live according to the word. As he sees that you are trying, he reveals more of himself to you. This morning we learned that every, it's not everybody that reads the Bible that understands it. The word of God says it's a mystery to some people. It is not revealed to them. Until you receive Jesus into your life, you will be reading it. It won't make sense to you. It will not reveal the mind of God to you. If you want to know me and you can't see me, you go and read my books. 
or you read some, you know, things I've written. That's the only way you know who I am. You try to understand my thinking from those things. That's the way the Bible is to us. It reveals the mind of God. It shows you how God is thinking. It's not just a book that increases you in stories or knowledge. In every one of those stories, you see God and you, you're like, ah, here, he acted like this. And then you go, to, you go somewhere else again and you see him do something else. And then one day you read why he did the other thing. Then you begin to understand him. And then one day you want to do something. I say, no, no, no. In, when God did this, it was because of that. So he doesn't like this other thing. So then you begin to make your decisions based on your understanding of him. But if you don't invest in that thing, you are going to just keep doing whatever you want to do. The false brethren, they know. They know that you will do whatever you want to do. So after you have come to God will do its service and you have prayed and the power of God, no doubt, was present, then you go home. And they come to visit you. They'll say, this one, this thing that's troubling, it's not just God will do it service. So it's okay to do God will do it. After you have done God will do it. Let's now go to man will do it. So <laughs> they take you somewhere. And the God will do it again service. God moved so easily that it was too simple for your mind to take it in. So you, you are excited by where they want to go because there's a little drama happening there, you know. We like drama. God is too simple for us. We like drama. We like drama. Yesterday we looked at, we, they showed a short clip of, you know, the parting of the Red Sea. And it was interesting. It, we, don't, we were not there, but I like it when, you know, it, it's run on a video thing that has a lot of noise. Woo! You know, I like all the drama. But the truth is, the Bible says God did it with the blast of his nostrils. So there was no drama. He just exhaled. <laughs> but that's the truth. You know? So, with God, really, you won't see drama, but he's just moving. And then if he chooses to do drama, that's his business. Sometimes he may choose to. But man is not enough for the flesh, the sinful nature. So you, you go somewhere else. False brethren, they knew. They came to that service. As you were inside, they were outside. They were waiting for you to go home. Then you go with them to that place. Everything you did in that service was totally wiped away by that your visitation. And you know the funny thing? They will tell you that it is okay. After all, it's all God. But where is Jesus in that thing? That's the rock of offense. The Bible calls him the stumbling block. Some people fall on that rock and they are crushed. But he declares that he is the way, the truth, and the life. He says there is no other way. When you encounter him, what then do you begin, to, what investments do you start to make? Our work with God is a deliberate work. It takes deliberateness to grow in God. If you don't know him, you'll be miserable. If you don't know him, you, you, your, your work with God will be a heavy burden. And 
those agents of Satan, they know they are sitting inside church. Once they see you, the work is a wait. They listen to you once or twice. You will say it now. They will just get close to you. They become your best friend. If Satan sends someone on assignment to you, it's hard to shake the person off. Let me tell you the truth. Anything you do, the person will accept it. You, the person will be that friend that, sorry? The person will become that friend that sticks closer than. In essence, he will stick closer than your Christian brother and sister. The person will accept anything you do. The one person that never forgets his assignment is who? Satan. Who are the people that always forget? You and I. Satan has one objective, to, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Vision statement. And he will not forget his vision statement. In his relationship with you, no matter how wonderful that relationship is, he has a goal. And he's going there. Don't get carried away. Don't get carried away. Don't get carried away. Let's turn in our Bibles to Romans 8, chapter 8. Romans verse 8, chapter 8, verse 8. Romans 8. Let's read Romans 8, 8 and 9 together. Let's read it together. It's on, let's read the version on the screen together. Let's read together. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never Nine, but you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit. If you have the Spirit of God living in you, and remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. To thine own self be what? Yes. Always tell yourself the truth. Don't let someone else have to tell you. God has made it clear. It says if every time you are doing whatever you feel like doing, you are not his own. It means even if you had that encounter, you are backsliding. Anything you feel like doing, that's what you do. Well, man, I don't have the time today. I just don't feel like. You won't do it. It says, but you that is a believer, that's not how you are. Is that how you are? You need to ask yourself that question. The truth is that many of us don't like to ask ourselves questions. Many of us don't even, you know, turn the searchlight on in our lives to find out where am I today? Who am I really? But if you are here and you believe that you are a believer, then be that believer. God tells you, the, he says himself, that anyone that does what they feel like doing all the time can never do what? Can never do what? Please God. They can never please God. 
It's not my idea. God is the one saying it. We read it together from the scriptures. Why? Because man's desire would naturally not align with the desire of God. His thoughts are very far from our own. In the times that we are in, we hear of all sorts of churches, all sorts of places. But if you truly are following God, what do you want so much that you feel it so much that you go to one of all these sorts of places? You come to church, you were at that powerful service, but you have gone astray. You needed to be excited, so you went to smoke something. God was not just enough. Do you know him? Don't worry, I'm not being judgmental. <laughs> Answer the question yourself. God is posing those questions to you and I today so that we would have time to think. We would think about it because he loves us so much. He wants to resolve the issues that need to be resolved. So it's not with a view to casting you aside. It's with a view to drawing you closer so that he can work for you that which you have asked him already. There are some things that God, some prayers that God will want to answer, but he cannot answer in the state that you are in. If he answers in the state that you are in, the weight of the answer may destroy you completely. It's time to think very deeply. Where did you go? Where have you been in the past week that you ought not to have gone to? Where have you been in the past week that you ought not to have gone? And you made yourself happy because the Holy Spirit was bearing witness that there's something wrong, but you made yourself happy by telling yourself that they call God after all. Some of us think that it is okay. You know, sometimes people say, oh, I want this thing so much. If I go there and I pray and then I get it, then I'll bring it to God. I'll come to the house of God. I'll dedicate it. Or, you know, you do all sorts of funny things. You get things and you think that because you dedicate it or you come to church with it and somebody prays, it's okay. No, it's not okay. What's the mark on it? Where did it spring from? Where did it spring from? God is interested in the source. He's interested in the source because the mark of the source is upon it. And God is looking at the label that is upon whatever you bring. That's why Jesus said to the people, he said, look at you. Don't you know that the gold does not sanctify the altar? The gold does not sanctify the altar. The fact that you brought it and put it on top of it does not change everything. The source is what determines the thing. When we give our lives to Christ, it becomes our source. God is so interested in the mark that is upon you. That's why the Bible tells us in Ephesians that you are then marked with the Holy Spirit when you give your life to Christ. He's the spirit of promise, the mark upon everyone that is saved. The Bible calls him the spirit of adoption. When God adopts you, you are marked with his mark. Is that mark upon you? God will not take what is not his. He's not a thief. 
You can't bring to him what is not his and think because you have brought it, it is okay. It's not. I remember I had one pastor that used to tell people that if you go and do all sorts of funny things and bring your tithe, he said, that's your business. The tithe has gone to the church to help him make his own work easier. But let him advise you, heaven did not record it. And that's the truth. He won't know as a man except if God tells him. But God sees it. Don't be misled. Don't be deceived. The Bible says God is not mocked. He knows what he is. They, they, some people were talking to Jesus in Matthew chapter 22. They said, sure, they said, so who should we pay tithe? Jesus Christ said, bring that coin. They brought it. He said, those mark is upon it. They said, Caesar. They said, I give it to Caesar now. He knows how to separate between his own and what is not his. You come because you want him. You want what he gives and he's willing to give and he wants you to want him. He himself loves you. So he loves you because he desires your love. Why don't you make the decision? And when you make the decision, invest in your decision. There is nothing that provides the right returns without an investment. Whatever harvest you want, you have to make an investment in it. It doesn't make you spooky. It's nothing to be ashamed of. These people make it look like as if to follow Jesus is funny. They talk about everything. They talk about everything. And when they take you, have you, have, there are all sorts of churches now, do you know? They send you text messages. They invite, they, there's all sorts of, you know, gospel. They make it more interesting. The word of God is simple. It's very simple. Man gets very complicated and likes complications. So we are drawn to all those complicated things that people say. There's some revelation that some funny people that claim to be able to give miracles, there's some revelation they say they have. When you read it, you'll be confused. Do, do, do people read the book? How many people here have read Revelation in the Bible, the book of Revelation? Let me see your hand if you have read it. Okay, good. How many people haven't read it? Let me see your hand. If you haven't read the book of Revelation, let me see your hand. Hey, some people are lying. You, it's either or. So if you have read it, you, it's not that your hand is not up. But did you read it halfway? Okay, how many people have read it halfway? You either read it or you didn't read it. Do you understand? Don't worry, it's not God asking you, I'm just the one. How many people have read it? <laughs> It's true, you know. This is my point. For everyone that's ready, was it a little complicated to you? Yes. No, don't pretend it's complicated to me. Uh -huh. So the point I'm trying to make is this. Some of those people, the things they preach is more complicated than revelation. What are you doing there? What are you doing there? Because they are trying to preach the gospel, but they want to take Jesus out of it. If you read their messages, 
They will talk about God, talk about God. If you are sensitive enough, you will notice that Jesus is not mentioned. Why do you go from place to place? You follow everybody. So it's a sister in church. You just go there. Oh, they were, it was a worship service. What were you worshiping? You don't know. The Bible says, try every spirit. Did you try this spirit? You are just going from place to place. And there are places. There are places. There's one somebody told me about. They said that you will actually feel pregnant, then you will not have a baby. I said, I don't understand. Is it that your stomach will... I'm, and it is so real to people. And Christians have been lured there. If you, you either have Jesus or you don't. If you have him, invest in that relationship with him. I can say that I have been old. I have been young. Okay, I'm not even older. And I'm even getting younger. <laughs> oh, Lord. One thing I can say is that I have never seen the righteous forsaken. I have never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor have I seen his seed begging bread. And that's the truth. That's the truth. He may not come in the way that you want him to come. He may not come at the time that you want him to come. But he comes in his own time. He will, and the interesting thing about God is while you are waiting on him, from time to time he knows that he needs to encourage you. So he will send encouragement one way or the other. He will keep sending and Though sometimes I feel like saying, God, why the encourage? Just do this thing now. But there is a calendar. There's a calendar. He has the big picture. He has the big, and you are privileged to be in that big picture. Yes. Amen. Amen. That's God. So please be very sensitive to the fact that we have false brethren. We have false brethren. The Jesus that you follow, do you know about him? The Bible says he's the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other way but this Jesus. The Bible says he's the door. If you want to come to God, you must come through that door. You can't climb over the fence. We talked about him this morning. My question here to you today is this. Who do you want to follow? Do you want to be lured away? There are many things, situations we face in life. Everybody needs some form of support. Who is that support for you? Man cannot support you forever. Every man will fail eventually. Not whether he wants to or he doesn't want to. Because at the end of the day, man is what? Yeah. So he would not have, if you expect him to be God for you or to be everything, you are frustrating the person. You are asking for more than the person can give. There's only one being that can give everything. His name is Jesus. His name is 
is Jesus. Why do I say Jesus? Many times people are quick to say God. But the truth, God points us to Jesus. And Jesus does nothing without God. He's quick to remind you that it's not about him. God says everything that I do in a life, how does he do everything that he does? Through his word. The Bible says he made everything. And as creator, he's still walking through Jesus. So everything you ask God for when you came to God will do its service. Through whom will he do it? If you let him offend you, you have a problem. If you offend him, you have a problem. It's not one saved, saved forever. The Bible says if you grieve the Holy Spirit enough, he will do what? He will leave. Once he leaves, there's a disconnect. Do you know this Jesus? Do you want to walk with him? What investment are you making in your life? What are you sowing to in your life? As I ask these questions, I'm not just speaking. I want you to think very deeply. I want you to live here today asking yourself those questions. Because there are many Gospels. Don't be one of those people that believe you, you just, I gave my life to Christ, but you are just existing. You go to church every day. You don't know everything about what you believe, anything about what you believe. When you come to church and they preach, if the preacher likes, they can say anything. You don't go home to read your Bible. All you know is what the preacher said. You will know very little because in, at the most one hour, you want me to say everything. You are deceiving yourself. So you will know very little. Let me advise you. The devil knows many things. You cannot be, you are ill-equipped to defeat an enemy that knows a lot more than you, if what you know is little. God wants to walk through you to facilitate your victory, the establishment of the victory that he won for you. If you don't know the how, you can't have it established. I want you to bow your heads this morning. God is sounding a clear warning. The times, we live in perilous times, very perilous times. There's all sorts of doctrine going out. The enemy is on rampage. Do you know who you believe? Do you still believe him? Nobody can answer these questions for you. And I want you to be true to yourself. Your neighbor does not know what is on your heart, except if God reveals it to them. So be honest with yourself. And have you received, invited this Jesus into your life? Are you making investments in your work with him? Or you are playing games with him? Do you know this Jesus? Are you still working with him? If you are here this afternoon and you don't know him, He's interested in you. 
He wants to walk with you. That's why you are here today. If you knew him, are you still walking with him? Or have you left him? Have you grieved the Holy Spirit enough and he has left you? Brethren, the world is evil, but God is awesome. Choose him. The only way to choose him is to choose Jesus. Talk to God for your own life. Tell him you want to walk with him like you have never done before. If you are here and you don't know him, today can be the beginning for you. If you haven't had that encounter, you've been going to church for a long time, but you have not invited him into your life. Don't get lost. If you want Jesus in your life, please signify by lifting your hand. There's nothing he will not do for you. If you are here and you have never invited him into your life, don't be ashamed. He wants to come into your life. Please signify by lifting your hands. Let the ushers put a card in your hand and you begin a walk with him. A walk that protects your life. God bless you. If there's anyone else, please just signify by lifting your hand. The world is evil out there. Believer, what do you know of your Savior? God bless you, my brother. And he will start with you. If you don't know him yet, please, let today be the beginning for you. So that he can walk in your life. All those things you asked him for. You have an assurance, a deep knowing that he's working for you. Do you want Jesus in your life? Signify by lifting your hand. They'll put a card in your hand. And they'll be praying with you. If you are a believer, talk to God about your life. Don't assume that you are strong enough to cope. The devil knows how to squeeze us. The pressures of life are a lot. After a powerful service, then you say you come down and face reality. What is your reality? Talk to God. When you go home, is it pain, sorrow, and sadness? Or do you see Jesus there? Talk to him. If there's still anyone that needs to give their life to Jesus, please signify so they'll put a card in your hand. In Jesus' name we have prayed. All heads still bowed. If you are here and you know that because of, for whatever reason, 
you know that you, you have just been working. You have just been trying to get that thing that you desire. So your heart is burdened. I want you to just pour your heart out before God. God is here to heal. God is here to heal. It doesn't matter where you have gone. It's so strong in my spirit that people, some people are about to lose their miracles. Some people here this afternoon, this service. That which God started to work for you from Sunday. That some people here are about to lose it because of some choices they have made in the past weeks. God wants to help you. If you are one of such people, talk to God. Be sincere with God. You have made some funny choices. Ask him to show you mercy. Be honest with God. Don't say I will pray the prayer when I go home. This is where God wants to do it. This is where God wants to do it. If you have been walking disorderly, you gave your life to Christ, but you have been sowing in the flesh. God wants to start afresh with you. We are not calling you out or anything. Just be honest with God and with yourself. Just be honest with yourself. If you are hurting, it's okay. God wants to sort it out. In Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Let's rise, please. In this service today, I would like to ask you to make a fresh commitment to God. Choir, please help us. I'd like you to make a fresh commitment to God. If you are here because you want to serve him, I want to encourage you in your own words, tell him. Don't pretend when you talk to God now. Don't say words that you haven't thought through. Just tell him that God, I want to make a fresh commitment to you. I want to start with you. If you know that there are other things you should tell him, tell him and make the commitment. And heaven will help us today. Please make a commitment for God, a fresh commitment. Make a commitment, a fresh commitment. And as a church, we are going to commit to working with God. A fresh commitment to God. A fresh commitment. Talk to him yourself.
hands. If you don't want to serve God, if you are not sure you want to commit to Him, you can step out of this thing. Don't worry. If you are not sure yet, don't worry. I'm sure nobody will judge you. But as we hold hands, we are not just standing for ourselves. We are standing for every member of this church. So choir sing. I want us to take that. I don't know the song they are singing, but I like the words. Let's take the words. We hold hands, sing the song, and then I'm going to pray. the church. We are standing in the gap for everyone in this church that desires to walk with you, God. Almighty God, it is true that many times we call upon you, God, but we have gone our ways and done several different things. But we love you, oh God, deep down. We just don't know how to do it. Lord, I pray that you start afresh with us, oh God. King of glory, I pray that you, live, you, will, um, you will refresh us, oh God. Fresh fire is our heart's desire. Start afresh with us, O God. Let our hearts be knit with your almighty God. Heavenly Father, for every one of us, O God, that desires this fresh work, and are members of this church, O God, but are yet walking disorderly, let the blood of Jesus speak for them, O God. Father, please show mercy, O God. Let the blood cleanse every such person and give them fresh access into your presence, O God. Heavenly Father, for everyone, oh God, that desires this work and has gotten entangled one way or the other, oh God, with the world and has been misled, Jehovah, I pray, oh God, that every yoke that has bound them to every wrong thing is broken today in the name of Jesus. Please, God, I know that, Father, you're the one that sets us free, oh God, gives us that liberty to serve you. Father, let them begin to walk in that liberty, O oh God, I pray in the name of Jesus. King of glory, it is true that there's a lot in you, O oh God. We will fulfill our destiny in the name of Jesus. Everyone that's a member of this church, O oh God, that which you have proposed, O oh God, for their lives will come to pass in the name of Jesus. We hold hands as a show of God, O oh God, as we stand in the gap. Father, Lord, the purpose for which you orchestrated their coming will stand in the name of Jesus. Anyone, O oh God, that is going outside of their destiny, please realign, Almighty God. Father, please realign every such person, O oh God. Lord, I pray, O oh God, that as they live here today, O oh God, 
not one will be able to return to that disorderly world. There will be a yearning and a fresh hunger for you, O God, that everyone may fulfill their destiny. Whatever it is that has been separating them, O God, or desires to separate them from the fulfillment of their destiny, today we break its power to impact on their lives in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that no one will return to their vomit. Let your perfect will be done in their lives. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Thank you.